Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Friday, December 13th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 767 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, which was brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, as you know, the human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, is uh, taking his... Uh, of course, uh, taking days off as uh, t- taking Fridays off now, so we'll be I'll be taking care of your wrestling history and birthdays here for today. And of course, what happened on this day in wrestling history, we'll let you know here in just a few moments. Before we get started with the rest of tonight's itinerary, let's go ahead and welcome JD to what should be a dynamite of a good time here tonight on episode 767 of Revolution. And this portion of our list has been brought to you by the people of West Africa who bring you cultures in your house. <laughs> and uh, and uh, be, be warned, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Surgeon General's warning, by the way, drinking too much of this particular type of focus coffee might make you want to sleep with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, folks, we'll, we'll, I'm sure y'all probably seen that. Commercial parody for Folgers Coffee. We'll talk about that in a little bit in the draw. In the meantime, our live video feed for Revolution 767 tonight comes to us from the very first group of WWS, of course, on Facebook, WCWS Universe. <clears throat> if you care to join us through, t- care to join us through, of course, this live video feed from WWS Universe here tonight, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com 
forward slash groups forward slash universe united. I do see that three folks have already made it on here, of course, including our own human space machine, John Gross, Mr. Michael W. Sullivan. And also, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are being blessed, of course, by another WWS Hall of Famer and our resident independent wrestler. Yes, I'm talking about the Rush herself, Miss Rhonda Wright. Uh, we do welcome her, of course, to our live video chat for Revolution 767 tonight, Rhonda. Michael and John, welcome, of course, there indeed. And if you care to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 138-055-POUND. The match is six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays here tonight, uh, we, of course, will have our continuing, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll do a brief rundown here of, of course, uh, uh, predictions here, of course, for TLC. <clears throat> also, of course, we'll just, just go over what's been going on here with SmackDown thus far. Uh, also, of course, here, uh, we hope momentarily to talk with, of course, Danny from Oak Park, as he will, as I, as I have, uh, as, of course, he may have a, uh, I believe he has, uh, we'll mention here, probably this, this a little bit later on, but I'll go ahead and, and kind of tidbit on this as bringing up his last big time wrestling discussion of the year as he will come back a little bit stronger in 2020. Uh, so we'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll talk a little bit more to him. Of course, you're hopefully coming up here later on. One little note here. We were talking about this last night towards the end of NWO Wolfpack. And we were scheduled to have a match tonight between JD and Fonzie uh, concerning uh, con uh, with two belts from, from JD and also uh, two belts from Fonzie. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to have that match here tonight. Of course, we were just informed a little while ago at the Heartbreak Kid. Fonzie had to under had to take care of a of a personal matter, and he will not be able to make it on here. Uh, and, and he will not be able to make it on here tonight to take care of that. But we will do our best to have that match here, of course, sometime here next week. And of course, we'll send our thoughts and prayers out to the Heartbreak Kid. Fonzie, hope everything is okay. And we'll talk to him, of course, hopefully here, of course, next week, starting with Raw Radio. In the meantime here, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get you, of course, up to date with the latest wrestling news here in views right here. Of course, courtesy of our 2017 tag, news tag team, King Ice, here to bring it here to us tonight. Is the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo. J.D., what's going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening? WWE special, 365 special, will focus on Seth Rollins and the will be released next Sunday. Rollins posted to Twitter that WWE 365 will premiere on December 22nd and look at his journey over the past year. Rollins is the latest star to get a documentary following Kevin Owens, Alexa Bliss, and AJ Styles, however, mind you. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, Piper Niven, however, of NXT UK, however, revealed over, earlier today, however, in a post on Twitter, in a series of posts on Twitter, that she has Bell's palsy. However, she seems to be good, in good spirits about it, however. She wrote the following. Who's got two thumbs, a funny face, and has Bell's palsy? On the plus side, I can do now pretty smashing people's eyebrow for the first time in my life. So there's that. Oh, always. I've always got a full heel turn planned out. Cool eye patches. It came even some kind of Mr. Bigglesworth's cat, if you will. So there you go, however. Meanwhile, however, another match has been signed for this coming Wednesday night, however, for AEW Dynamite, however, that will be taking place, however, if you will, however. As a result, however, believe it or not, however, it will be, however, believe it or not, however, a 
Uh, Darby Allen teaming up Cody Rhodes against the Butcher and the Blade along with the Bunny this coming Wednesday night in Corpus Christi, however. Meanwhile, the artist formerly known as DJZ, however, a walking wild, however, will be making his 205 Live debut tonight, however, after SmackDown ends, however, in Milwaukee. Meanwhile, last night, however, on the Thursday night game of the week, however, as far as week 15 of the NFL, however, we told you about the New York Jets and the Baltimore Ravens playing one another. Lamar Jackson had a pretty good night, however, throwing for five touchdowns and 212 yards in the air. Sam Darnold, meanwhile, however, had a 218 or 207, two touchdowns and one pick. Meanwhile, Jackson, however, had 86 yards rushing, however, on the night, however, but no touchdowns. But again, the Ravens, who were up 21-7 at the half, however, went on to outscore the Jets at 21-14 to win 21-14. I'll be right back. I got to take this as an important call. Just a second. Uh, well, well, of course, we take this little bit of a pause right here, ladies and gentlemen. This one to just mention. And finally, however, some sad Hollywood news to report, Howard. Earlier yesterday, Howard, Danny Aiello, best known for his roles in Do the Right Thing, as well as Harlem Nights in Moonstruck, Howard, as well as The Godfather Part Two, however, passed away at the age of 86, however, in... Uh, New York City, however, following a brief illness in New Jersey. His nephew, of course, is Michael Kay, the announcer for the New York Yankees. Our thoughts and prayers are with Iola's friends and family tonight, however. Uh, also, of course, one small note, our thoughts and prayers, too, of course, as J.D. said, too, that the family of this great actor. I do remember one other, J.D., and I'm sure this is a long-forgotten one here. I, I've seen this a couple times. Uh, Hudson Hawk, Bruce Willis. Yes. Yep. Yes. He was also right. in. Uh, he was also in City Hall. He was also in uh, Moonstruck, as we said. Harlem Nights, of course, as Bill Cantone. Broadway, Danny Rose in an uncredited role. Also, he appeared, however, in his final film role last year, Little Italy. He was also as Jack Ruby in the movie Ruby, 1992. And like I said, he was in the Golf Hour, where he actually got his start, believe it or not, as Tony Rosado in a small role, believe it or not. But it was Moonstruck, however, that really stuck out to him as, believe it the love interest of Cher playing Mr. Johnny Camary. And, of course, as you said, Howard, uh, the movie Hudson Hawk, where he played Tommy Five-Tone. And, of course, as I said, other movies he's done over the years, including Bring Me the Head of Mavis Davis, Mojave Moon, Brooklyn Lobster, Lucky Number Slevin, Last Request, and others. But, again, Danny Aiello passing away at the age of 86 yesterday. Yes, our thoughts and prayers once again, of course, to the family of this great actor. <clears throat> we lost so many great ones here this year, ladies and gentlemen. And unfortunately, we have we we had we had this fine name, we had this great name to that very sad list. Of course, I'll say we never forget those that we that pass on, ladies and gentlemen, and their and their and their hopes and dreams and hearts and souls will continue to live on, and all those who remember them and who are always who are always big fans of everything that they did. May all rest well, in like peace. Said, yes, indeed. I mean, you hear about the people who we've lost. I mean, sorry. I mean, not, not only Danny Aiello. I mean, we've lost uh, people such as, um, tell you who we've lost this year. I mean, it's a who's who when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, just recently, uh, Carol Spinney, 
Big Bird in Australia Grouse. We just lost him recently. We lost, uh, believe it or not, <coughs> excuse me. We lost, uh, who else did we lose this year? We lost quite a bit of other people. Uh, believe it or not, we lost uh, President formerly of 20th Century Fox Heart and an injury sustained in the fall, Leonard Goldberg, recently 85 years old. Uh, we lost also, uh, let's see, who else did we lose this year? We lost some other big names, however. Uh, Renee Obershaw, just recently, our actor, believe it or not, however. We lost uh, Mean Gene Oakland of wrestling this past year, believe it or not. Pedro Morales, uh, we lost uh, so many others. I mean, we take, I mean, I'm looking at just some of the names going into the year, I mean, for the month, however, but I'm looking at different days, however. We'll, we'll tell you, some. those are just some of the names we lost, but we'll try to find some more names for you as we go along this evening. Okay, yes, sir. Thank you very much, Eric J.D. Where's J.D. along with King W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. And now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I'm of course, filling in tonight for the human suplex machine, John Gross, as myself. And I do want to do a special nod to John tonight for, of course, uh, sharing our live video feed from WWS Universe onto his group, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, John Gross Sports uh, Wrestling and Sports Incorporated. I hope I, I hope I have that name correct. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, but we do thank him for uh, we do thank him, of course, uh, for sharing well. And of course, uh, some of his folks actually have actually joined the group since this took place. So we do thank them, of course, for uh, joining up here with us here as well. And what a what a great group of group of folks to be a part of our little a part of our little family here. So uh, <clears throat> may, may they all enjoy everything the same stuff that we do indeed. All right, here we go with our history and birthdays for today, December the thirteenth. Uh, Forty-eight years ago today, which would put it at 1971, Antonio Noki's apparent coup to take over the Japan Wrestling Association goes up in flames when he is fired from the company. <clears throat> At the time, Inoki was the NWA United National Heavyweight Champion. So he was forced to vacate the title. Inoki would start his own promotion, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the next year. Giant Baba, uh, JWA's other big name, leaves the next year to form his own company, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Without their two biggest names, the Japan Wrestling Association isn't long for this world. They lose their affiliation with the NWA to All Japan, and JWA shuts down in 1973. <clears throat> 32 years ago today, which was put it at, let me see, yes, 1987 in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, not too far from our own, from our friend uh, uh, King and W.O. Jawar T. Smith. Uh, Dynamite Kid suffers a severe back injury during a tag team match between the British Bulldogs and the team of Don Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton. Kid was, was kneed in the back and took several chair shots to the back. He would be rushed to the hospital to repair two torn lumbar discs. According to Kid, whose real name was Tom Billington, while in the hospital, the WWF sent in Bret Hart to pick up his WWF tag team title belt. Billington refused. Billington soon checked out of the hospital, but WWF Chairman Vince McMahon insisted they drop the titles to the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Billington agreed to drop the titles, but only to the Hart Foundation, 
which they would do in late January of 1987. The injury all but ended the British Bulldogs run as a top-tier tag team in the WWF. The duo split up in 1990. Billington would, would continue to wrestle regularly until 1991, and then he retired for good in 1996. <clears throat> also 32 years ago today, which would put it, uh, like I said, once again, 1987, AWA in association with uh, uh, with World Class Wrestling Association, formerly known as WCCW, also a powerful women of wrestling and championship wrestling association, presented Super Clash 3 from the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois. The lone AWA pay-per-view was a financial failure with just 1,672 fans in attendance and only about 40,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. A financial disaster resulted in new participants on the show not seeing a dime of the revenue, basically killing AWA founder Vern Gagne's working relationships with the other promotions. WCWA and CWA merged soon after the event to form the United States Wrestling Association. AWA and PWOW, though they called it POWW, <clears throat> would fold two years later. And here are the mat here are the matches that took place at this event. Chavo Guerrero, Hector Guerrero, and Mondo Guerrero defeated Cactus Jack at the Rock and Roll RPMs, who was Mike Davis and Tommy Lane. Eric Embry defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the World Class World Light Heavyweight title. Jimmy Valiant defeated Wayne Bloom in just 24 seconds. <clears throat> Iceman King Parsons defeated Brickhouse Brown to retain the world-class Texas heavyweight title. Bad Company, who was Pat, Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, and also Medusa Maselli, defeated the Top Guns, Derek Dukes and Ricky Rice, and also Wendy Richter. Greg Gagne defeated Ronnie Garvin by count to win the AWA World TV title. A side nugget here, Garvin was a TV champion coming in, but he had signed a deal with the WWF and he refused the job clean to Gagne on the way out. So the AWA made up a story about how the title was held up and the title could be won on a countout. And I believe I'm pronouncing, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Pally defeated Bambi, Brandy May, Laurie Lynn, Luna Vachon, Malibu, Nina, Peggy Lee Leather, and Pocahontas in a $10,000 street fight lingerie battle royal. Wow. Participants could be eliminated by being thrown over the top rope or being stripped to their bra and panties. Whoa! A battle royal and a bra and panties match in one thing. That was something even back in that day. Sergeant Slaughter defeated Colonel De Beers in a boot camp match. The Samoan yeah. SWAT team, Fatu and Nina was actually Ivory, I believe. Nina was actually Ivory, and the guys that we're talking about who passed away this year include the following. Mean Gene Okerlund, earlier this year, the day after New Year's Day, he was 76. Pedro Morales, 76. Also, he passed away in February. Ashley Mazzaro, 39 in May. Harley Race back in early August, first day of August, 76. And also King Kong Bundy, who was 61 in early March. Thank you there, J.D. Of course, like I said, we lost a lot of great folks here, but and we continue to honor and respect everything that they can, all their contributions, indeed. Now, of course, talking about Super Clash 3 right now, Samoan SWAT team, Fatu and Samu, defeated Michael Hayes and Steve Cox to retain the world-class world tag team titles. 
Uh, Wahoo McDaniel defeated Manny Fernandez in an Indian strap match. And Jerry Lawler defeated Kerry Von Erich via referee stoppage, excessive blood loss by Von Erich, to unify both the AWA and WCWA World Heavyweight titles. A side nugget, the match probably shouldn't have happened. The WWF allegedly went to the Illinois State Athletic Commission and pointed out an old rule that stated that amputees could not compete in championship bouts. Kerry actually lost his foot one time, but it was not common knowledge. However, the commission would, would not investigate the claim until the next day, so the WWF dropped it. And another interesting twist, Von Erich bladed himself in the bicep before the match began. Yeah, what wasn't it like I said, what, what was something in his robe, I think, cut him? Yeah. There, I think something happened, I think, early in the match, he hit his arm out and it split open. No, but he took off his robe, JD, and the thing was it was already cut. Yeah. He was taking off his robe. I'm talking about when the match before the match even started. That's where I said, yeah. yeah. You remember that, that match is on that greatest wrestling star of the 80s DVD. And I and I saw that. And he took off the he took off his robe. And he started looking at that. It was also talked about, believe it or not, that, believe it or not, however, um, I guess it was also talked about in the spectacular legacy of the AWA DVD, too. Right, right. But I think it was something in the road, maybe. Or something, I mean, so. But they said here he bladed himself. So, I mean, there you go. And the last match, the Rock and Roll Express, of course, Morton and Gibson, Versus the stud stable, Jimmy Golden and Robert Fuller fought to a double countout. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 30 years ago today, we put it at, of course, 1989, WCW presented Starcade 89 Future Shock from the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. About 6,000 were in attendance with 135,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The hook of the show was a pair of one-night round-robin tournaments featuring the top four singles wrestlers and top four tag teams in WCW. 20 points were awarded for a pinfall or submission win, 15 for a countout, 10 for DQ, 5 for a time in the draw, and 0 for any loss. And here are the matches that took place. The Steiner brothers defeated Doom, Ron Simmons, and Butch Reed by countout. Lex Luger defeated Sting. The Road Warriors defeated Doom. Ric Flair defeated the Great Muda in just under two minutes. The Steiners defeated the Road Warriors. Sting defeated the Great Muda. The New Wild Samoans, Samoan Savage, and Fatu defeated Doom. Lex Luger and Ric Flair fought to a time limit draw. The New Wild Samoans defeated the Steiner brothers by DQ. Lex Luger defeated Muda by DQ. The Road Warriors defeated the New Wild Samoans, winning the Iron Team Tournament with 40 points. The Steiners were second with 35, followed by the New Wild Samoans with 30, and Doom getting shut out completely. Sting defeated Ric Flair, winning the Iron Man Tournament with 40 points. Lex Luger finished second with 35, followed by Ric Flair with 25, and Great Muda with zero. Uh, let's see here. Also, 30 years ago today, 1989, in Huntsville, Alabama, the Colossal Connection, of course, the late Andre the Giant and Haku, defeated Demolition, Action Smash to win the WWF Tag Team titles. The championship would be Andre's last in his long career. Uh, let's see. 26 years ago today, we recruited at 1993 in Poughkeepsie, New York. 
Alundra Blaze defeated Heidi Lee Morgan in the finals of the tournament to win the vacated WWF Women's title. The WWF Women's title lay in dom dom dormant since February 1990, would be held by Blaze for 539 of the next 730 days, three title reigns in all. Her first lasted 342 days before famously junking the belt on Monday Nitro less than a week after her release in December of 1995. Uh, let's see here. 24 years ago today, if you put it in 1995, the WWF Women's Title is deactivated. The title, the title's deactivation came when its champion Alundra Blaze, and the entire women's division was let go by the WWF due to cost-cutting measures. The decision comes two days after Asia Kong allegedly broke the nose of Chaparita Asari during a match on Monday Night Raw. Just five days later, Alundra, real name Deborah Maselli returned to WCW where she reprised her, her, her role as Medusa. In her first act on orders of Eric Bischoff, she dumped the WWF women's title belt in a garbage can. The WWF women's division was dormant until the fall of 1998 and remains, and of course, now it remains active to this very day. And I think we're all grateful that it is, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> 21 years ago today, which would put it at 1998 in Tokyo, Japan, RVD and Sabu defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, to win the ECW World Tag Team titles. Also 21 years ago today, 1998, WWF presented In Your House 26 Rock Bottom from the General Motors Place in Vancouver, British Columbia. 17,677 were in attendance, with 287,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Here are some matches that aired on Sunday Night Heat. Gilbert defeated Matt Hardy in just 62 seconds to retain the WWF light heavyweight title. Kevin Quinn defeated Brian Christopher. Triple H defeated Draws in just 97 seconds. And the New Age Outlaws, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn, defeated Farouk and Bradshaw, the Acolytes, by DQ. And here are the matches that aired on pay-per-view. D'Lo and Mark Henry defeated the Godfather and Val Venus. The Headbangers defeated the Oddities, Golga and Kurgan. Steve Blackman defeated Owen Hart by countout. The Brood, Christian, Edge, and Gangrel defeated the Job Squad, Al Snow, Bob Holly, and Scorpio. Goldust defeated Jeff Jarrett by DQ in a strip tease match. As Jarrett lost, Deborah, who was Jeff Jarrett's manager, had to do a strip tease, and that being just that, a tease, as Blue Blazer ended, ended it before Deborah took off her bra. The, whoa, okay. The New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn, and Road Dog defeated Ken Shamrock and the Big Boss Man to retain the WWF Tag Team titles. Mankind defeated The Rock by knockout in a WWF title match. As The Rock was not pinned or made to submit, the championship did not change hands. And Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker in a very live match to qualify the 1999 Royal Rumble match. Uh, let's see, 20 years ago today, we put it at 1999 on Nitro from New Orleans, Louisiana. The Outsiders, Hall and Nash, defeated Bret Hart and Goldberg to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. 16 years ago today, we put it at 2003 in Zurich, Switzerland. Sting defeated Lex Luger and Malice in that three-way match to win the World Wrestling All-Stars World Heavyweight title. Uh, let's see, 14 years ago today, we put it at 2005, at a SmackDown taping in Springfield, Massachusetts, Batista and Rey Mysterio defeated MNM, Mercury and Nitro, to win the WWE Tag Team titles. Uh, 11 years ago today, which we put it at 2008, 
in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, John Morrison and The Miz defeated CM Punk and Kofi Kingston to win the World Tag Team titles. Uh, let's see, 10 years ago today, which we put it at 2009, WWE presented the first TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, pay-per-view from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. 15,226 were in attendance with 228,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 193,000 homes from the event that replaced it, Armageddon, in 2008. <clears throat> in a pre-show dark match, R-Truth defeated CM Punk. Christian defeated Shelton Benjamin in a ladder match to retain the ECW title. Drew McIntyre defeated John Morrison to win the Intercontinental title. Michelle McCool defeated Mickey James to retain the women's title. Sheamus defeated John Cena in a match to win the WWE title. The Undertaker defeated Batista in a chairs match to retain the World Heavyweight title. Randy Orton defeated Kofi Kingston. And also DX, Shawn Michaels and Triple H defeated Jericho, Chris Jericho and the Big Show, in a tables, ladders, and chairs match to win the WWE Unified Tag Team titles. <clears throat> okay, all right. Nine years ago today, which we put at 2010, WWE presented the 2010 Slammy Awards on a special edition of Raw from New Orleans, Louisiana. Shocker of the Year Award went to the Nexus by for taking out Mr. McMahon. Despicable Me Award, the most disgusting moment, was CM Punk singing Happy Birthday to Rey Mysterio's daughter. Guest star Shining, Pee Wee Herman, of course, versus The Miz. Holy you-know-what move went to John Cena's AA from the top of a car through the stage. Oh, snap, meltdown. Edge destroys the raw anonymous general manager's computer. Knucklehead moment went to <clears throat> Lay Cool getting beaten by Mae Young. Diva of the year went to Michelle McCool. Moment of the year went to Undertaker retired Shawn Michaels. And superstar of the year was John Cena. Uh, let's see here. Four years ago today, 2015, WWE presented TLC from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. In a pre-show match, Sasha Banks defeated Becky Lynch by submission. The New Day, Kofi and Big E, defeated the Lucha Dragons, Kalisto and Sin Cara, and the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, in a three-team ladder match to retain the tag team titles. Rusev defeated Ryback by submission. Alberto Del Rio defeated Jack Swagger in a chairs match to retain the United States title. The Wyatt family, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper defeated the ECW Originals, Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, and the Dudleys, 4-1 in an elimination tables match. Dean Ambrose defeated Kevin Owens to, to win the Intercontinental title. Charlotte defeated Paige to retain the Divas title. And Sheamus defeated Roman Reigns in a tables, ladders, and chairs match to retain the WWE World Heavyweight title. Ladies and gentlemen, today, a very somber birthday right here. Today would have been the 36th birthday of Christopher Darren Travis, or just simply Chris Travis. Born in Sheffield, England, Travis began wrestling in Northern England. He wrestled primarily for Grand Pro Wrestling and Norton British Wrestling. In the late 2000s, Travis was part of Project Ego with Martin Kirby and would win tag team championships all over Europe, including 1PW, IPW, UK, Revolution Pro, and 3CW. In August 2012, Travis defeated Lionheart for the Preston City Wrestling Heavyweight title. In October 2014, Travis announced that he was diagnosed with stomach cancer and was forced to take a hiatus from wrestling. Many wrestlers gave words of encouragement as Travis did charity work to raise funds for cancer research. 
Travis made a notable appearance for Insane Championship Wrestling in April 2015 in a non-wrestling role. In June 2015, Travis announced that he had deep cancer and he would return to the ring. On August 7, 2015, Travis defeated Josh Samuels in his return bout. Two days later, Project Ego reunited to win the Southside Wrestling Entertainment Tag Team titles. Two weeks later, Travis had the highest profile match, which was a loss to Drew Galloway, of course, Drew McIntyre, for the ICW World Heavyweight title. On September 6, at Progress, Chapter 21, we don't like to use the sit-down gun, Travis defeated Marty Skrull. On September 21, 2015, Travis announced his stomach cancer had returned and that he would retire from wrestling. Cancer, sadly, would claim his life. On March 31, 2016, he was just 32 years old. Just a month before his passing, Travis married his longtime girlfriend. Tributes to Travis poured in from all over the wrestling world, and fans and pro wrestlers petitioned the WWE for him to be posthumously given the Warrior Award. Said longtime tag team partner Mark Kirby following his passing, sleep well, my friend. You no longer need her. In April 2016, Cody Rhodes and began Our Ladder, a fundraising campaign dedicated to raising money for Cavendish Cancer Care in Travis's hometown of Sheffield, England. Another somber birthday here, folks, today would have been the 67th birthday of Sylvester Ritter, best known to wrestling fans as the Junkyard Dog. Born in Wadesboro, North Carolina, Ritter played football for Fayetteville State University, twice earning All-American status and is honored for in their Sports Hall of Fame. After graduating with a degree in political science, he began a wrestling career. After working for Jerry Jarrett, also Nick Goulos, where he was known as Leroy Rochester, as two hearts stampede wrestling as Big Daddy Ritter, where he won their North American heavyweight title twice. He debuted for Bill Watts Mid-South Wrestling in the early 1980s under his most famous gimmick, the Junkyard Dog. Wearing white boots and a dog collar with a chain attached and pushing a cart full of junk early on, Ritter struggled but eventually would catch on with fans over time. He became the top face in the company. Junkyard Dog is often regarded as one of the first African Americans to be the top face of their promotion. In one, of more, in one of his more infamous feuds, he was blinded by the fabulous Freebirds when they blinded him with hair cream. At the height of the feud, Ritter's wife gave birth to their first child. In storyline, Ritter's blindness caused him to miss the birth of his daughter, giving the Freebirds so much heat. They needed police escorts in and out of the ring. The feud culminated with the junkyard dog and Michael Hayes facing off in a dog collar match. JYD also feuded with one of his with his longtime tag team partner and friend, Ted DiBiase. The feud ultimately ended with the latter turning heel and winning a loser-leaves-town match with help from a loaded glove. But the dog wouldn't stay gone forever. He returned as the masked Stagger Lee and would defeat the competition, including DiBiase. Eventually, Junkyard Dog rode out the loser-leaves-town clause as Stagger Lee, returned as himself, and won the North American heavyweight title. Junkyard Dog was in a heated feud, with Butch Reed before being eventually lured away by the World Wrestling Federation. Ritter made his WWF debut in August 1984. His interaction with young fans made him an instant hit. JYD is feuded nobly with Harley Race, the Funk Brothers, Adrian Adonis, Greg Valentine, and the outlaw Ron Bess. Though he never won a title, he did win the Wrestling Classic Tournament in 1985, knocking off Moondoll Spot, former world champion the Iron Sheik, and future world champion Randy Savage. Ritter left the WWF in October of 1998. Two months later, he, 19, yeah, well, let's see. I think that might be 
that might be 1988, I'm sorry. Two months later, he debuted for the NWA at Clash of the Champions 4, saving Ivan Koloff from the assault from the Russian assassins. Success came quickly for Ritter as he won a $50,000 bunkhouse battle royal at Starcade 88. By the middle of 1990, Junkyard Dog was a main eventer, nobody defeating mean Mark Callis, who, of course, would go on to be known as The Undertaker in just 39 seconds. He briefly feuded with Ric Flair over the World Heavyweight title. Though he defeated him in non-title bouts on the house show circuit, he could not take the, ti- could not take the title from him, winning via DQ at Clash of the Champions 11. He defeated with TV champion Arn Anderson late in the year, defeating him on the house show circuit three times in less than 10 seconds in non-title bouts. In February 1991, JYD won his first championship, the short-lived WCW six-man tag team titles, winning them with Ricky Mortridge over Dr. Z, Dutch Mandel, and Mantel and Buddy Landell. They would hold them for about four months before losing them to the Freebirds. He would leave. He would leave WCW later that summer to improve his conditioning. He returned in February 1992 to save Ron Simmons from an attack by Abdullah the Butcher. He would spend most of the remainder of his time in WCW wrestling and tag bout, tag team bouts, teaming with Simmons, Barry Windham, Big John Cad, and Jim Neidhart. He left WCW for good in July 1993 and largely retired. On June 2nd, 1998, as Ritter returned from his daughter Latoya's high school graduation in Whitesboro, North Carolina, he fell asleep at the wheel and suffered what would be a fatal single-car accident in Forest, Mississippi. So he was only 45 years old. Ritter was active in the wrestling business until his death, training husband and wife Rodney and Carlene Big. ECW WrestleMania was passing. His daughter Latoya and sister Freeburn represented Sylvester in 2004. He was also posthumously inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2012. Uh, let's see here. He also played out for the Green Bay. Okay, um, you. Okay, I, did, I didn't hear you, JD. I'm sorry. I was just trying to pull up one other thing. What was it? Okay. He played football at Fayetteville State University and is a member of the Sports Hall of Fame. He also uh, tried out for the Green Bay Patriots, however, believe it or not. Yeah, right. Okay. And of course, uh, even though this, 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 this man's, well, excuse me here, folks. My, my, uh, Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, let me give it to your, uh, oh, uh, my computer wants to act funny this, uh, this evening. I'm not sure why, but it's... Uh, I do have an update on the show from Baltimore. Final battle. You have an update on why you were breaking up? The ROH final battle show. You, were, you had an update on what you were... The Ring okay. of Honor show. Okay, uh, go... go, go. Go ahead and bring that up while I try to get this thing up. Go ahead, please. All right. So, Lewis Young and Josh Woods beat Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry in 9 minutes, 10 seconds. We also saw Kenny King with Amy Rose versus Brett Titus. Kenny King won with the world flush finisher ooh, in 9 minutes, 15 seconds. He then taunted Taunus, uh, like I said, Titus Swift were heading to the back with Rose, however. 
like I said, uh, uh, like I said, uh, it seems like it wasn't a big crowd tonight. However, at the UMBC Event Center in Baltimore, which is the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, uh, like I said, pretty crazy. Of course, as we told you, uh, we had Jeff Cobb with two beats take on Dan Mapp. Cobb performed the tour of Island Center for twice and scored the clean pin in nine minutes. Uh, believe it, Marty Squirrel and Flip Gorn took on Bandito and Flam Itta, as Brody King said on commentary. Bandito and Flametta hit his 21 points on both men and scored the pin for Marty, 13 minutes, 50 seconds. There's been talk that Marty might be going to either Impact, possibly AEW, WWE, or NXT. We will keep you up to date with that story. Or he may have been found with an but I'm not real sure. Uh, Bandito, of course, we know about him. However, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see if uh, Gordon's on a feud with Marty. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Matt Tavon took on Vincent. Uh, Vincent won with a cutter in 1330. He jawed at Tavon, however, when uh, Bateman attacked Tavon from behind, however, and then Vincent slammed a chair onto Tavon's right ankle. Uh, he said, uh, I guess Bateman, uh, we're not sure who the statement guy is. However, uh, there's still uh, Mark said a lot. Yeah, okay. Uh, Bully Ray with Mark Haskins with Vicky Haskins in a street fight. Mark Haskins beat Bully Ray, believe it or not. However, at one point, however, he slammed the cheese grater right into Bully's nuts and then twisted grater while Bully yelled, my balls, believe it or not. And went 16 minutes on. However, very intense match. Uh, next, of course, they had Cole Cabana take on Alex Shelley. Both men shook hands afterwards. Alex Shelley defeated Cole Cabana, surprisingly, however. Uh, believe it on six minutes and 40 seconds. So, Alex Shelley won. Yeah. Marie Maniac versus Angela in Love with Mandy Leon. Marie Maniac won with a foot track, not the submission win at 620. Shane Taylor with Ron Han Moses and Kayoon. K-A-U-A-U-N, took on Dragon League for the ROH TV title. Dragon League beat Shane Taylor to win the ROH TV title with a running knee in 14 minutes, 40 seconds. So that's where we're at at the moment. Okay, thank you much, J.D. I think we've got, uh, we got, I finally got that computer situation set up. Uh, even though I didn't be reporting this birthday uh, yesterday, I actually reported y- y- yesterday, but I will go ahead and, uh, and mention it here again. Of course, of course, yesterday uh, we want to wish once again a happy 96th birthday to longtime, of course, game show host, the one and only Bob Barker, the one-time Raw guest host. Of course, he hosted the Labor Day 2009 edition of the show, one that got him a WWE Slammy Award for Best Guest Host. Also, a longtime animal rights activist. Of course, had a long career in radio and. T- he hosted the Bob Barker Show from 1950 to 1956 on a in a on a radio station in Burbank, with Burbank, California. He hosted a few game shows. He hosted the team consequences. So line. Most famously, the Price is Right. Right to his retirement. Seasons of the nighttime version in the late 1970s. His 35th and final season made the prices right the longest running game show in North American history. He still runs today. 
unfortunately, with Drew Carey as the host. And I say unfortunately because he has not really given that sh- he's not really given the show any credibility at all whatsoever. My first opinion. I mean, why giving it? Yeah, no, I know. He's he might be a funny comedian, but he's no Bob Barker. Yeah, the guy they're referring to, his name is Tyler Bateman. They're referring to, that's doing a lot of guy, and the stats on him, just to give you a little bit, uh, like I said, his real name, he apparently, let's see. If you got everyone else in our groups, opening moments. Moore, Oklahoma, known as the Butcher, the God, Ram Man. The king of the crossroads. He tied out, but then passed the fall. So that's the story about Tyler Bate men. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Jay, you were breaking up. I didn't quite catch that. I didn't know you were talking. I'm sorry. Um, I think your phone might be having some problems there. Barker married his high school sweetheart, Dorothy Joe Gideon, in 1945. The couple remained married until her sad death, lung cancer in 1981 so so even though it was late happy we just wish mr bob barker very happy 96th birthday here today here indeed <clears throat> so we thank you for the, the rest of the history and birthdays here for today december the 13th and of course jd once again i do want to thank you for of course our uh <clears throat> for our, of course our wrestling news abuse here for tonight uh let me see here. I and um, I have no idea why in the world my computer is acting slow like it is. But of course, I say sometimes computers are not our friend, uh, as I as I always say here. So in the meantime, here, folks, let me go ahead and give you this right here while we try to get things straight now. To one six zero five five six two zero four four four, caller ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode 767 of WWS Revolution. This is at, we're at 10.21 p.m. on Friday, December 13th, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, and the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo here with you here tonight. Of course, as we said here earlier, of course, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie was scheduled to be on here with us here this evening, but due to a, a personal, a last-minute personal matter, he is not going to be able to make it here with us here this evening. As we said, the match that he and J.D. were scheduled to have, we will reschedule that for some time next week, of course, here in the radio network, and we'll keep you apprised as to when that show, as to when that uh, title match will take place. Uh, in the meantime here, folks, we're still trying, of course, to get, uh, we'll sort of, we are still trying to get a little bit underway. Um, I hope momentarily able to, We'll be able to, of course, to talk to, of course, Danny from up Park here as well. Uh, okay, but uh, um, okay. Okay. Um, while we, okay. 
Okay, I think we may. Okay, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, I think what we're noticing here now is that somehow uh, our somehow our live video feed got knocked off. I don't know how in the world that happened. I don't think we were ever. My internet seemed to be working just fine. I'm not sure what was going on. Uh, but unfortunately here, I'm hoping we did get a good amount of time on it. Uh, but we will, I will make that up here to, of course, the, uh, our friends at John Gross's uh, Sports and Wrestling Incorporated page. And I do apologize in advance for that. Uh, so if John, we'll get this message to John and I'll, and I'll apologize in advance uh, for that. But, uh, but, but uh, we're sorry for that and all, and we'll definitely do some double checking. Hopefully by next week we'll have the video thing pick, uh, working fine, so that way we won't lose that video again. In the meantime, I do think we do have someone, I think, coming in. Heck, 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 you be careful. I am a powerful sorcerer. I'll throw it at you and turn you to stone. I'm scared. No, okay. don't. don't. There's a, a pack here with an acorn pointing at me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much there, J.D. Uh, as I think, um, yes, I do, I do see here now coming in here, here to us here as we've been expecting. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we have said many, many times, of course, he is one-third of the AAA U.S. World Trios champions alongside the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Empress Emery Rickenbach. He is one-half of the OWN U.S. World Tag Team Champions with our own Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. He's also the WWS uh, Ironman Heavy Metalweight Champion and also holds several other championship belts in our Trivia Championship Series. He, of course, also tells it like it is, just like just like this AD does here, of course. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring him in here on the line here right now. Uh, I should as and of course, a new nickname that we started up last week on Revolution, the Sultan of Sacramento. <laughs> I like this nickname. The Sultan of Sacramento, ladies and gentlemen. The one, yes, the only, you better believe it. Dare I say it? Dare, dare. Thank you. Uh, here he is, the one and the only, Danny from Oak Park. Hey, Chad, how you doing? J.D., how you guys doing tonight? We are fantastic. Uh, of course, uh, just uh, just getting taken care of. We've just taken care of, of course, of our news and history here. Uh, and, of course, uh, just a little bit of a slow process, but still we're, we're still trucking along as they always do. Uh, and, of course, uh, mm -hmm. Danny tells it like it is, of course, every Friday night right here, of course, here on Revolution. But also check out, of course, during the week. He's got a very interesting podcast as well, and he'll talk about all that here just in a little bit. But in the meantime here, he wants to tell it like it is through our perspective here in WWS. So J.D. has grabbed himself a nice ice-cold drink. I have two of them right here beside me tonight, extra special. <laughs> uh, and, and we're just going to sit back. We're just going to chill out. And like I said, when JD and I, of course, have gotten our part out of the way, we're going to we're going to give the floor at Revolution episode 767 to Danny from Up Park tonight, as he once again, of course, tells it like it is in the world of pro wrestling, as only he knows it. So, Danny, 
my man JD and I will be sitting here listening to every single solitary word and we will of course now turn the floor over here to you right now on Revolution 767 sir by all means please take it away thank you very much Chad thank you very much JD WCW US Nation man I love being here Every Friday, when I can't get on, you know, everything's uh, working right. So, you know, here we go. Um, starting off the, uh, the week week, you know, uh, leading into my weekend, um, big ups to the 49ers and the Saints in a hell of a game that from bell to bell, it, it was just a knockout, drag them out match. Offense was lit on both sides. Uh, work was packed, packed, packed with Niner fan, and they were going wild. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you root for the Saints or the 49ers. What happened was a whale of a game. That is what football should be. The 49ers won in the end on a field goal by two. They earned every bit of it. They are first place in the NFC. Um, and then the Seahawks blew it. Um, the, the Patriots blew it against the Chiefs. The Chiefs proven how awesome they are. Um, the Patriots suck and are serial cheaters. How are you going to go root against the Sissy Tank? That tank is mighty. That tank ain't going nowhere. Where are they going? Nowhere. Where are you going, pal? Fucking nowhere. That's right. And, and they got to they gotta cheat and, and come up with some bullshit story about it? Yeah, you're serial now. Jim Rome called you out on it. Danny and Oak Park is calling you out on it. The, and if you root for the Patriots, you just – you need to reevaluate your life right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, I was growing up outside of Eddie Guerrero. Cheating is wrong. No matter how you do it, you know, you know, I'm not against steroids. I just want that to be known. I'm not against steroids. If you do steroids, hey, whatever, PEDs, whatever. Just don't lie about it. Don't be Barry Bonds. Don't be... Uh, Rafael Palmero, just be honest. We're cool with it. I'm cool with it. Okay, you want to be Captain America? Okay, cool, cool. Just don't lie about it. That's my biggest problem right there. You know, I could care less if somebody's on the juice. What do I care? You know, if you think that's going to give you an edge, then you know what, more power to you. I don't care. But don't lie about it. Don't do that, please. Be honest, you know. But the, the Patriots—they're—they're they're not honest. They're—they're—they're serial, and I hate them. And they have to do this against a team. You just got to take the field. That's all you got to do. Come on, give me a freaking break. Lamar Jackson, though, last night, proven that he is alongside Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks going right now. And on both them, as far as, you know, I'm lumping this in with very young wrestling talent that we get to see all the time, it is so nice 
being of my age and my old age and seeing this young talent raw um, just blossom and and grow and to say, oh, you know, I, I hope when I'm an old man, oh, yeah, I, I've seen that Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson QB shootout. Oh, Sonny, that was, that was an awesome fucking match right there, man. It would have kicked your ass. You know, it, it, that's great. And, and then, you know, along with in pro wrestling, it's just great to see young talent. I, I, I got to see a young John Cena blossom. I, I seen his dark match. And then ruthless aggression and the rest is history. You know what I mean? It, you never know where this young talent and this young ability is going to come from. You know? Um, and, and some people, they may be shit now. But one day, they're going to get really good. And I hope they stick it up our fucking ass. You know? Prove me wrong, please. That's, you know, I'm all for it. Um, but that transitions into um, raw talent becoming Hall of Famers. And we got our uh, first inductees into the Hall of Fame of WWE. First of all, the Animal Batista, Ohio Valley Wrestling, coming in to WWE in 2002 in a great class that included Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Shelton Benjamin, and Randy Orton. And I I don't need to tell you guys, well, except for maybe Shelton Benjamin. I mean, he he deserves better, but that that is one of the greatest classes that ever come in of all time. And, you know, he he, uh, he came in, first of all, as Deacon Batista. That's when I saw him. That's the only time I ever saw Batista live. Came in just a beast. And then, but, but he was going nowhere. He was really going nowhere. Randy Orton was going somewhere, but Batista was really going nowhere. And then whatever happened with Mark Jenderak supposed to be in evolution, that floundered. You know, screw him. They brought in Batista, and they made him. They made him into something glorious. And then that match at WrestleMania against Triple H, that was it. And, and then rocket ship, you know, leading in to a, to a really doing- killer Leading into a really killer acting career, maybe not at the level of a Dwayne Johnson, but when you're starring in Guardians of the Galaxy as one of the main characters as Drax, and then you you know, and then you're in a James Bond movie, and you know, I mean, you know, it's quality, not quantity, you know, and. He had his final match at this past year's WrestleMania against Triple H, okay? And you know what? At least he called it, you know? He, he's able to go out on his own terms. Good for him. Batista deserves it, just no doubt about it. And I can't wait to see what he's got for us in the future as far as the uh, movies go. And then and another, another big-time announcement, the NWO, 
Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Sean Waltman, six and or X-Pac, making them all two-time Hall of Famers. I hope X-Pac goes in on his own. That needs to happen. Good man right there. I got to meet him. Good, good man right there. Um, I don't need to even talk about NWO, guys. If I even need to explain NWO to this crowd and all that bullshit, you don't even need to be here. Okay? That's all there is to it. Um, Seth Rollins completes the heel turn on Raw. Um, just proving what we already know. They still haven't built on uh, TLC that much. That's why I have no predictions. Um, I have nothing on that front. I'm just hoping for a good pay-per-view. I mean, it's it's just a way for me to spend a Sunday afternoon after work, watch the football, watch TLC, and just try to relax after this. I, I'm already having a trying, not a trying day, but a busy day today. It, it's been off the hook, man. And this is just a part of it, and I'm just chugging along, you know. Um, AEW, though, this week, um, John Moxley breaks his own record as far as a, a pinfall goes. Um, Jericho comes down with the inner circle and asks John Moxley if he wants to join. Take your time. Spend the holidays with Renee. Talk it over with Mom. We'll be waiting. Um, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Candlestick Maker uh, pinned whoever was teaming with Cody. I don't know who that was. Fuck that guy because after the match, yeah, whoever that is, um, Darby Allen came down and helped up Cody. I think we got uh, something going here, guys. But uh, also, speaking of Cody, MJF accepted the challenge, but he will make a stipulation in Jacksonville. He didn't want the money. He didn't want the truck or the watch or anything like that. He just wants to humiliate him and torture him. Um, and he did the, the double cross onto a grip at ringside. Yeah, nice, nice going, MJF. Um, join the Dark Order, by the way. No, don't forget to do that. Uh, Big Swole officially signed with AEW. Good for her. And um, she had a match with um, Sakura, which was not the prettiest match in the world. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't a pretty-looking match. But in the end, Big Swole, of course, picks up the victory. Um, in a tag team match, um, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page um, since leaving uh, the Elite on his own, um, take on um, Kip Sabian with Penelope Spears and, or Penelope Ford, I mean, um, and Sean Spears. Um, in the middle of this match, lights go out. All of a sudden, lights come back on. Up on the top of the staging is Tully Blanchard bound and tied and gagged to a chair with Joey Janela daring Sean Spears to come up and Sean Spears runs out of the ring 
and then they start brawling. All that's left is Kip Sabian. Um, Kenny Omega working in Kip Sabian over beautifully, and then a blind tag. Hangman comes in, huge lariat, picks up the win. I don't know if this is leading to them being a tag team or if this is going to be leading to a feud. The, the lines are definitely blurred on that part. I, I, I didn't know whether to make heads or tails of it. Um, so we're going to have to see what's up with that. Um, the Young Bucks take on uh, Santana and Ortiz in a Texas street fight for the number one contender spot for next week against SCU, Scorpio Sky, and um, Frankie Kazarian. And this was a beauty. This was ugly. Um, SCU sitting in the front row. They got tickets. They got their titles. They got beers and nachos. They're having a great time. But in the end, it's going to be SCU versus the Young Bucks on a Meltzer driver to the to the stairs or, or to the uh, some steel chairs. Um, so next week, yeah, it's going to be a huge title fight for the AEW Tag Team Championships. So that ends off AEW, and I just finished NXT in a beauty of a match for the Cruiserweight title. Leo Rush defends against Angel Garza. Leo Rush attacks Garza right before the match even started in the ring. But um, in the end, Wing Clipper by uh, Angel Garza, I mean, they, they, they were just letting it all out. Uh, moonsaults and just all kinds of just great action. Um, go back and watch this um, on the network, guys, or Hulu, wherever you can get NXT. Um, Wing Clipper, pinfall or, or submission, uh, Angel Garza becoming the first ever um, Mexican cruiserweight champion in the current state of, that it is in the WWE NXT cruiserweight championship. Good for him. And then, it, it, in some, you, you know what? I always cry at these moments, man, because I'm just a sucker for love. Angel Garza had his girlfriend in the ring and asked her to marry him. She said, see. She said, see. I always cry at weddings. <laughs> um, Dakota Kai and Mia Yim um, renewing or uh, build, building on their rivalry from NXT uh, War Games where Mia Yim was chosen to be on Ripley's team, but then Dakota Kai was the alternate and then attacks, uh, what's her name? Uh, damn it. Tegan Knox. Uh, yeah, Tegan Knox. That's right. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, Dakota Kai exposes the turnbuckle, uh, puts Mia Yim in it, pins her, but then yet Mia Yim gives her the fat beat down. This ain't over by a long shot. Um, and then in a triple threat match uh, for the number one contender for next week, uh, NXT world title against Adam Cole, baby. Keith Lee versus Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Finn Balor. Um, Finn Balor ex- experiencing quite a little bit of a renaissance, and I hope he builds on this. 2020, um, Ben Bauer picks up the victory, and he will go on next week 
in what is going to be a jam-packed Wednesday for pro wrestling um, in a match against uh, Adam Cole. Man, whether you watch AEW Live, NXT Live, both at once, save them both, just watch these shows, Max. It's going to be just all out. And it's not even a pay-per-view. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it, it's just been a pretty uh, jam-packed week. Um, but, um, man, uh, and, and then tomorrow night I will be at Pro Wrestling Alliance in Vacaville, California, just uh, three counties over to the west, going towards San Francisco, my my good, good, my great friend, the big, ugly J.D. Bishop, who, he, he won't say this. He'll never say this out loud. But he, he was the one that trained John Morrison when he was here at Supreme Pro Wrestling in Sacramento, when he was going to UC Davis. He won't say it. He won't take credit for it. But we will. We'll, we'll do it for him. He's putting together a hell of, he's put together a hell of a car tomorrow. Um, and he's in a war with the big bully, the king bully, king fat boy, Papo Esco. We're going to leave that place in rubble tomorrow. Reno Scum will be in the house. Ruster the legend. Adam Thornstow, the king of the indies. You see them in Impact Wrestling, which I need to really be watching, but there's just not enough hours in the day for me. I'm sorry, guys. But if you guys can watch Impact, they're on it, and it's... the they're just so awesome, and they're coming back for the homie J.D. Bishop, and it's going to be a hell of a time. Grizzly Cal Jax, a former NXT uh, star, never really made it, made it like, you know, in the early days, but he was there, and he's got, you know, listen to him, if you can, from uh, when he was on Going In Raw with uh, Stephen Larson. Please find out wherever you can, because that was a great uh, week when he was on there. Um, that he's going to be in action tomorrow, um, and just so many others. Is I can't wait. It, it's going to be my last uh, live indie show of the year, um, so I'm going to make it really count tomorrow. Um, and speaking of uh, last shows, um, I, I just want to take this time to announce that next Friday, the 20th, December 20th, will be my last call right here on Friday nights of the year. I'm going to go ahead, take this time off from pro wrestling, enjoy the holidays, you know, and just, you know, recharge my batteries because we're going in to Royal Rumble season very quickly. And then before we know it, it's WrestleMania season, just like that. So it's important for, you know, it's good to get away from things every now and then, you know. It's, you know, so that way I don't take it for granted, you know. 
and we're going to enjoy the holidays. And then um, also cheap, cheap plug here, and I thank you very much, Chad and, and JD. Um, I've got two more podcasts in the regular format coming up. Um, I'm going to be talking about this coming week's action on – I'm going to record that on the 22nd right after I get off of work as I'm watching football. Um, also, well, all, like uh, this this coming week, I got the regular podcast, but then on the 22nd is my last regular podcast breaking down all the action from December 18th, AEW and NXT. And I will also give on the 16th uh, and sem- or 16th or 17th, whenever I record that on my weekend, a breakdown of the whole uh, PWA. Um, show and all that. But also, um, for my very last podcast of the year, um, I'm going to be on the 23rd, strict deadline, on the 23rd of December before Christmas Eve, I'm going to be doing a watch-along of the 2000 wrestling classic movie, WCW, Ready to Rumble. That's going to be a watch along. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a blast. I'm going to give that. I'm going to break down some facts and just you know all all kinds of good stuff. I'm going to break away from the regular format, and then that's going to be it for 2019. And then we're going to come back after the new year, refreshed, relaxed, ready to break everything down, um, and. So with that being said, um, Chad, J.D., I thank you guys very much. WCWUS Nation, thank you very, very much for me being here and giving me this time. Um, I'm going to go off and die somewhere because I am just so tired. (laughs) It's just been just such a busy day. So with that being said, I will see you guys. Real, sorry, Danny, real quick, before you go, let me oh, ask go ahead. you two, sorry, a couple things. First off, what did you make of the news that Vicky Guerrero got a tryout this week at AEW Dark, however, and number two, however, what, what was your take on Seth Rollins and the AOP this past Monday on Raw? Um, you know what? WWE is not using Vicky, Vicky Guerrero in any way, shape, or form. Good on her. I hope... She is a part of the AEW family. Um, she is a great talent. I, I was glad that they put her to work, that WWE put her to work after Eddie passed away. And it's a great way to keep his memory alive. And it's a great way for her to be a character and to have fun and put food on the family table. And now her beautiful daughters are out there making their names as adults, and it's really cool, you know. And so, you know what, nothing but love for Vicky. I've always been a fan of Vicky Guerrero, even though it was annoying, that was the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know what, good on her. I And AEW would be a, a perfect spot for her right now. Because I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I want to love Ring of Honor, um, but right now they are completely dead in the water. Um, I hope Jeff Cobb, I, I don't know when his contract's coming up, but 
he needs to start to move on elsewhere. He, he's, yeah. he's, he's I, got I nothing to prove. He, he won his, I'm looking here. He won his match tonight, Danny. Just like, you know, I'm looking mm-hmm. for the results from uh, final. No uh, doubt final. about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. To tour the islands, yeah. he, he's the yep. best. But he, he needs more of a challenge now. You know, he, he, he thrives. I, I, if I know Jeff Cobb the way I know him, I know that yeah. he thrives on taking on the best that there is that, that any promotion has to offer. That's why back in 2015-2016, Jeff Cobb and Adam Thornstow in Supreme Pro Wrestling right here in Sacramento, California, put on a series of matches that stretched out throughout the year, and, and except for, with the exception of one match, which had unfortunate uh, uh, consequences in the end, um, they put on some of the greatest matches I've ever seen take place in front of my eyes live, in person. Um, and it was just right here in a little church in Sacramento, California. And, yeah, he, he worked – not only did he work Madison Square Garden this year, and but he won a New Japan – I think he's, like, the only man to hold New Japan and Ring of Honor gold at the same time. Yeah. Uh, fact check me on that, but he was definitely the first. Um, yeah. So I hope that NXT – I hope they see what he, he can offer because he's had tryouts. Um, but, you know, they, they want to say he's too indie. They've told Reno Scum they're too indie, well, whatever that means. You know, yeah. but they, they, you know, he Jeff Cobb needs to go on the next level. Um, whether it's a, 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 AEW, that would be one of their greatest gets right there as far as young yeah. talent. Because he doesn't need development. He, he, he does need to hone his craft, though, but he doesn't need development. You know, he needs to put, be put out there on the main stage and just let him shine. And he's charismatic in his own way. He's got the moves. He's got the look. Yeah, he's got the woman, let me tell you that much. All right? <laughs> if you follow me on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. Shout out to Desi yeah. Dorada. Oh, my, yeah. my, 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 oh, my God. She, she, she takes my heart away, guys. And then as far as Seth Rollins go, you know what? Okay, this is the best thing that he can do right now. He sucks. AOP is just uh, J&J security all jacked up on the mutation, um, i.e. the secret of the ooze. Um, (laughs) But um, this is like, this could be the, you know what, as far as right now, I mean, we already hate him. It's his own doing. So embrace it, do it. Uh, he, he can kiss off, whatever. Um, at least AOP is, you know, in a relevant role now. At least they could be taken seriously, I hope. Because they, they, got, they got screwed this year with uh, Drake Maverick. Yeah. Drake Maverick yeah. didn't even need to be a, a manager. He needed to be a cruiserweight. Yeah. He's yeah. better suited as a cruiserweight, and they, they blew it on him. And then everything else, you know. But hey, at least we got to look at Renee Michelle, so 
I'm happy about that. Now, that Princess Jasmine look of her was the look of 2019. Oh, and well, I'm a you, Princess Jasmine guy. You just talked about, you just talked about uh, Final Bound ROH. I'm looking at the results, and I told you I've been keeping up to date all night. Uh, we've got Silas Young and Josh Woods being Don Castle and Joe Henry. Uh, Kenny King defeated Rick Titus. Cobb did win tonight uh, with the Tour of Islands finisher, however, against Van Mapp. Squirrel and Flip Gordon, however, did lose to Bandito Flamita. Tavon, of course, lost to Vincent. However, Bully Ray lost to Mark Haskins, believe it or not. Alex Shelley defeated Cole Cabana. Marie Maniac defeated Lena Love. Shane Taylor won, of course, uh, believe it or not. However, Dragon Lee won the RH TV title. And just as you were calling on the air, the Briscoes, however, lost the RH tag titles to Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. They're now on Russian PCO for the main event. Hmm. All right. Yeah, let's, let's hope that, you know, because Ring of Honor needs to be a viable uh, commodity still. I mean, they've got the history. What are they doing, man? Ever since that MSG show, they've just, their, their stock has dropped. And it's sad. And I don't like it. Because because they have my boy Jeff Cobb and stuff like that, you know, yeah. it's it's sad and they've got the means. Sinclair Broadcasting is richer than Vince McMahon. What are they doing? Yeah. I, I want them to get out of this safe space and just here we are. And I'm not saying they got to take on AEW and NXT, but get on a real network. You know, yeah. uh, it, they're on the antenna stations because I, I, I don't have cable. I've got the antenna, but they're on the antenna stations, you know. I'm usually watching that 70s show on the antenna stations, you know. So, uh, you know, I hope they can get on a real cable network that can use them and, and hone them. Sinclair Broadcasting, they need to come up with something. Otherwise... They're not going to be around in 2021. I'm sorry, and I don't want that because the, the the boys, the girls, they need as many places to work as they can on a good level. And Ring of Honor, they have the means. They just don't want to go, and that's sad. Impact's done, done more this year than Ring of Honor has. New Japan has, and speaking of New Japan, let me ask you your thoughts mm-hmm. about Jujin last few weeks, uh, his tour coming up in a few weeks over in Tokyo. That's going to be quite a show to watch, those first two shows of 2020, but his last two appearances, though, I feel, in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom's coming up. Yep, we're looking forward uh, what to What is it, uh, January 4th? January 4th is 5, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. 4 and 5. Oh, there's a two-nighter, Okay. Yeah, that's right. They're going to start doing that. Man, no matter what happens, man, I mean, that's a lot yeah, of wrestling was, right there. Yeah, yeah, I got the Tokyo Dome show list right here, believe it. I'm going to pull up right now. Yeah, it's going to be a two-night appearance. Yeah, here are your matches. On January 4th, this is the first thing you're going to have. Okada versus Ayabushi for the IWGP heavyweight title. White versus Naito. Osprey versus Takahashi uh, for the junior heavyweight championship. Lance Archer versus Moxley in a Texas death match for the United States heavyweight title. Uh, the Grills of Destiny, Tangalo and Tamatonga versus Finn Juice for the tag team titles. Uh, Chaos of Goto, Ishii, Yanu, and Yoshihashi will take on the Bull Club. Chase Owens, Kenta, Bad Luck Bale, and Takahashi 
Los Encores will both stage a pawn. Evil Sonata, Takaji, and Bushi will take Suzuki Gun, and Suzuki, Tai Chi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Desperado. And then, of course, this one will close out the night, however, with Red Shoes as the special guest referee, Jushin Thunder Liger, the great Suzuki, Tiger Mask, and Hatsumi Fujinami with El Samurai versus Sanu, Otani, Takawa, and Taguchi with Kunaki Kobayashi as the very special manager of Sanu's team. That's night one. Now, night two, it gets even better. The winner of the IWGP Heavyweight title will meet the Intercontinental Champion. Hiroshi Tanahashi will meet Jericho. The loser of Okada and Ibushi will meet the loser of White versus Naito. Kenta versus Goto. The winner of Archer and Moxley will meet Juice Robinson, which I can see maybe possibly Moxley again. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Santana. The Bruce Hunt, Kathy Ishimori, and Al Fantasimo versus Rapongi 3K, showing Yo. And then in the tag to close out his final match ever, Jushin Thunder Liger and Sanu will take on Ryu Lee and Takahashi. So there you go. And your Japanese is coming along very good there, Jerry. I'm Don't trying to. Got I'm, not, I'm not fluent in Japanese. Yeah, I am John is more Japanese than me. And Chad has Mount Fuji in his pants. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, guys, um, I need to get something to eat and go to the bathroom, <laughs> maybe one or the other. But um, yes, I will be back here next week for my final. Um, phone call of the year and then I'm going to take a vacation and just come back strong for the new year. Um, JD, yeah. Chad, WCW US Station, thank you very, very much. I thank you guys um, and man, just have a great night. I will have, I will try to get as many photos as I can from uh, Pro Wrestling Alliance tomorrow night especially when it comes to uh, the big time, like Reno Scum and everything. Um, and, Matt, I will see you guys at ringside. Have a great night. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely see you Sunday, though, Danny, for, T- for my thoughts on TLC in the chat and being my personnel. Let's just TLC is not totally lackluster crap. After what I saw on SmackDown tonight, mm-hmm. there's just a the Minneapolis big company now. Matt, put, um, uh, you know what? Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. That's all we can do. So, all right. All right. Good night, guys. Good night, Danny. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, Danny from Oak Park here. We do welcome you, too. Thank you for coming on here this evening. And as as he said, of course, next Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, December 20th, on our next, next Friday's edition of Revolution, uh, he will afterwards. He'll be taking a little breather here, of course, waiting until the new year to come back and give us his thoughts once again on wrestling. And of course, I think Dan, I think JD would agree. Danny has been a very, of course, as what everybody has on this show, Danny has been a very welcome addition to our team here, and we greatly appreciate him coming on here as well. Uh, <clears throat> let me give this out here, of course, one more time: one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID 138055 pound. It is 11.02 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, 
on Friday, December 13th, 2019. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, along with the Iceman Jared DiGiromo here with you <clears throat> as of course. Uh, JD, let's go ahead and get a brief get a get, get a brief rundown as to what took place tonight here on SmackDown. Well, going into TLC, however, I think the WWE now knows how they are really, really in trouble. And I mean really in trouble, let's just say. And we do want to thank ProWrestling.net for reporting the story. Of course, this evening's SmackDown was brought to you uh, at the Pearsoft Forum. And who should show up, however, but everyone's favorite, however, Roman, or not Roman, who should show up, but everyone's favorite, however, the show-off himself, Dickhead Dolph Head Dolph Douchebag Ziggler without his little boyfriend, little glorious one Bobby Roo, who's enjoying his thirty days suspension hour after testing apparently something. But who came with him? Oh yeah. Everyone's favorite so called king, if you will. Boring bland cockstained Baron Corbin, if you will clown shoes himself, Mr. Bald headed wedding singer, bartender, cue ball wannabe, however. Corbin, of course, thanked the crowd, uh, like I said, warm welcome, however, and commented on the tension, which is hit. It could be either the people or all that dog food they decided to smear on Reigns last week. He claimed he would use, however, TLC to make the big dog bow to his king. And afterwards, he would be free to war over SmackDown as its sole leader. Gee, why don't you just go blow Corey Graves and suck Vince McMahon off at the same time, Corbin, you ass clown? Anyway, however... He then threw the Ziggler in the entire locker room, supported him, however, and he went on to say, however, he spoke about Roman Reigns, quote, being unchained. It said all that happens when you let a scared dog off its leash, it runs away. He said he had every one window in the arena covered, and if Reigns shows up, however, he would face a far worse fate than he would if he just stayed, had just stayed home. Yeah, keep telling himself that, Corbin. Anyway, however, Corbin tells him if he wants to be earlier, he'll be just getting buried like Reigns, however, mind you. And, of course, Corbin turned to Ziggler and asked Kofi. He was still talking to Pete Hartzell. That was one lucky night in his career. And then, of course, Cor- Kofi then compared his good year to Corbin's heck of a year. He said he defended the championship for six months, including against Dolph J- Baron's court gesture, Dolph Ziggler. He said when he lost, how he didn't want to complain. He dusted himself off and kept marching forward. Biggie said they were watch- backstage watching Greek Freak highlights. However, I, I don't know if I said, however, but then Corbin began to rip on Kofi's reign, da-da-da-da. Anyway, however, from there, after the ring segment was over, we got some footage of Bray attacking the Miz from the week before. Renee Young, of course, will interview Miz later in this show. Then, backstage, apparently, one of Corbin's security losers was knocked out in front of his locker room. They then discovered several more unconscious security guards in the locker room, however. They pretended they didn't know who could have done such a thing. From there, we go to our first match, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on fire and desire. Alexa calls Mandy a bully for making things so personal before being attacked from behind. All four women ball into the stage before being set by, right, by the referees. Things reset we get a tag match. And, of course, Nikki and Alexa win in two and a quarter minutes with a neck breaker. Then we have a stupid segment with everyone's favorite little clown, if you will, shithead Sami Zayn, who runs into heavy machinery. Tucker offers him a gift and said they were looking forward to facing Cesaro and Nakamura later in the show. He then unwraps a ham, which Sammy was disgusted by. He said he was easily, he said he was easily the worst gift he ever received in his life and got offended on behalf of his veganism. Otis said he was sorry, but Sammy got angry and called him a dumb oaf. At this point, Cesaro and Nakamura walked up and Sammy said that they would take him out later, however. Cesaro then slammed the ham on the floor, upsetting Otis. Yeah, keep doing that, Sammy. I'm sure 
everyone's like, you know, you're standing for you stupid little shithead, Heller, because you're just basically an ass clown. Then we go to the revival making their entrance, Heller, with Dash falling on the fell on the stage, and everybody had a laugh over it. The revival take with Shorty G and Mustafa Ali, however, Ali then uh, company, however, end up the revival end up beating Shorty G and Ali. Meanwhile, we hear later on tonight it'll be King Corbin versus Kofi. Oh goody! Kayla Braxton then interviews Bailey in the back, and Kayla asks about Lacey calling Bailey out for her lack of leadership. Bailey said she was tired of trying to be a leader and listening to other people. She said she was doing things for herself now and then a guitar pick played in the distance. Bailey then ran down Elias and Dana Brooke. She told him off and demanded he let her do her job. Elias then said he had picked Bailey for Secret Santa and wanted to play her song. The song said she has asked Santa for a three-way between himself, Bailey, and Sasha Banks, however. He said he had to say no thanks because she looks like a dude since getting her hair cut. Dana Brooke laughed, which prompted Bailey to ask for a match, however. As a result, we saw Dana Brooke in the ring, and that led us to our next match, Bailey, Bailey taking on Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, as a result, however, mind you, her. And as a result, how Okay, Bailey ended up defeating Dana Brooke. Afterwards, then, we get some footage of what happened last week between Bray Wyatt and Miz, and then, of course, we got the interview upcoming from Renee Young and the Miz. From there, we saw a quick wing of Seamus Howard says, Seamus says, SmackDown used to be a show full of words, but without him, it's lost its heart, Heller. He said he'll be bringing the heart back to SmackDown. I dare anyone to stand in his way. So the question is this. When is he going to return? Is it going to be next week in Brooklyn? Is it going to be the following week in Detroit? Hell, is it going to be the first show of the year in three weeks in Memphis? We really don't know. I mean, here's a guy who has been out for much of 2019, Heller, and who had his career almost end due to some personal health issues. Do they really want to get him back in the ring this quickly after being off all this time? And the question is, who do you feud him with? That's the big question. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But getting back to that, like I said, how are, like I said, how are, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, the new day before uh, the whole Kofi and uh, Ziggler thing, Kofi Mark Corbin voted Stupid as King Alpha and said if he was a real king, he became himself with dignity because two things that he was incapable of. Kofi then took issue, of course, with the way uh, Corbin and Ziggler disrespected Roman last week, but Corbin, Corbin Ziggler and asked if Kofi was still talking and said he talks for a guy with one lucky night in his career. Yeah, why don't you tell us, Corbin, how much you love to blow Vince McMahon and Corey Graves, your little boyfriend, and suck them off, Howard, and basically play with their balls all the time because you're nothing but a ball handler with one hand, Howard, on their nuts all the time, sucking them dry. Why don't you tell us about that, being a little bitch that you are? Okay. Where are we? Oh, yes. Okay, so we go to the interview with Renee and the Miz, however, and then all of a sudden, who shows up all of a sudden, Howard, when all of a sudden we heard screaming out of nowhere from Maurice? And who should show up? Yes, folks. The stupid idiot that is Bray Wyatt, Howard, who had a creepy fiend doll from Monroe, Howard. He said he was trying to be nice because it's a holiday season. Why did Hughes Miz of getting so busy exposing Daniel Bryan that he exposed himself? Bray then said he still said he still thinks Bryan is with him and said they used to be sick, however, and that you can train people yourself not to feel pain and love. He then smashed his head on the table as an example and said that he can teach Miz if he lets him in. He then called the Marine Five fire and waved goodbye. So now it looks like it's official. Miz and Bray Wyatt are Sunday at TLC. 
Yeah, let's have creepy-ass Bray Wyatt, however, once again interject himself in something he's not a part of, however, by insulting family into this. Great thinking. Gee, I wonder who thought of that idea. Oh, I know who it was. It was none other than the geriatric racist bigoted piece of shit, however, to be in an old age home with a walker and his dentures on the floor where we can be playing kick the can with racist Vincent, Vincent Kennedy Muppet Boy or Moron McMahon and his old boyfriend, Kevin Dickbag Douchebag Gun, Bucky the Beaver himself writing this stale-ass crap. Good thinking there, you stupid writers. Way to think on your feet. And that includes also the other writers, including the guy who I, used to, who I still respect, but I don't know why he's still even with the writing team, Michael P.S. Hayes. But mostly it's Kevin Dunn, Vince McMahon, and it. Penguin, pompous, little pissant, Paul Heyman. Oh, goody. Then we go to Heavy Machinery taking on Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Cesaro and Nakamura defeat Heavy Machinery. Uh, from there, we go to Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler, however. And as a result, our Dolph uh, interference causes a distraction. Uh, where is it? Oh, yeah. Big E began to mock Dolph Ziggler, and a brawl broke out. Ziggler returned for a fight. Big E grabs the mic and apparently makes a rematch. However, now it'll be him and Ziggler versus the New Day, however, mind you as this match was thrown up between Kofi and Baron Corbin. From there, the New Day end up winning by disqualification. When Ziggler then tossed Corbin handcuffs in the ring, and basically they basically handcuff however, uh, the New Day however, on WWE TV. They then placed the handcuff chain over the turnbuckle, and Kofi was stuck there with his ribs exposed. The Revival show up and get Big E of Shadow Machine on the floor. Roman runs down, however, basically, however, and brawls with the Revival, quickly knocks them both out. He then hits Ziggler with one as well before getting attacked from behind by his old gesture court, however. From there, Reigns recovers and takes out Corbin with a punch. Reigns then grabs some dog food and heads to ringside, but gets blasted again by a super kick. The Revival, of course, places Reigns on the announce table, and Ziggler climbs the ladder. Reigns quickly escapes and puts Ziggler through the table, and they finally got around to frame Kofi, and then celebrating the Reigns while chasing out the Revival, Corbin, and Ziggler to close the show. So, yeah, we had six and a half matches tonight. Absolutely stupid beyond words. Again, I don't know how much more this bullshit Fox is going to put up with going into the end of the year and into the new decade. I mean, they've been on only for, what, two months now? And the last couple weeks, I mean, they continue to just get desperate every week. Uh, They've got to come up with new ideas going into the new year before the year's out. I mean, they just continue to just spin their wheels out. Uh, I thought we were going to get two more matches like Gordon and uh, apparently uh, AJ as well as Lacey versus Bailey. We still might get them maybe sometime either tomorrow or Sunday Sunday before the show. But like I said to Danny, and I said this on the Chris Peep show, and I've been saying it all week, TLC right now stands for one – it's not tables, ladders, and chairs this year. It doesn't stand for – oh, no. It stands for simply this, totally lackluster crap. Or in other terms, could be total lame. Um, what's a good Steve? Uh, uh, besides crap, I need another good crap or clowns because that's what we're seeing right now is clowns because WWE is just just absolutely acting so desperate right now more and more than ever before. And like I said, I don't know why Fox even signed this deal back in the summer. I mean, you talk about, we talked about, I think it was, what was it, last week we talked about one of the worst moments of the year, and I didn't even mention that. You want to talk about one of the worst moments of the year that I forgot about and mentioned last week? This was one of them. 
WWE thought when they left USA and going to Fox, how this was going to be a good deal for them. They thought this was going to be beneficial to their Friday night audience, that fans would enjoy watching this. Well, from what I've been seeing and hearing, however, it seems like a lot of people more and more are getting more and more pissed off like me and more and more disgusted with what they're seeing on the television. And it's just becoming to be absolute desperation and more of the same old garbage, if you ask me. So, yeah, you talk about a big mistake. Howard WWE definitely made a big mistake when they left USA, however, and moved over to Fox back in October. They thought, oh, it's going to be sunshine, happy rainbows, and uh, everything, however, and celebratory. Well, it looked like it was going to be that way, especially, however, despite a very questionable ending, however, after the first show in Los Angeles. But ever since I would say maybe, I would say probably maybe within the last couple of weeks, if not sooner, however, over the last few, like maybe couple months, if not longer, just like Raw, it's been up and down mostly every week. However, every, there's a few weeks, a couple shows that sometimes do good. I mean, there's sometimes you get a couple weeks where the shows are good and then they go back to uh, just stinking out the joint. Well, it seems like more and more we've seen a lot of more stinked out shows on both shows uh, at times so much of the year, and it's not getting any better. And like John says, and we all say all the time, Howard, unless they have something planned going into the new year or start out the new year with a big bang, Howard, uh, you're just basically barely hanging on right now, not just with the fans, but with all of us people here on this show and everywhere around the world for that matter. Because right now, fans, you are just showing what your true colors are, and that is a senile, racist, bigoted piece of shit who has people like Dan Corbin and Dolph Ziggler love to blow you and your boyfriends, however, Kevin Dunn and Corey Graves, however, by sucking you all off, however, and just basically pe- keeping talent that is not getting a fair shake. I hope you're very happy about that, Vince, because I'll tell you right now, there will be a judgment day coming upon you very soon, and it already has come in the form of AEW. That's right. Thank you very much, sir. JD, a real good recap of what took place tonight on SmackDown here, folks. What is it? I'm sorry. Let me hear your thoughts. Well, like I said before, they're going into a big pay-per-view, you know, in, in two days. And like I said, both Raw and SmackDown, you know, they both of them always have to try to strive and thrive. To be, of course, like I said, make their story unbelievable, you know, going into a big pay-per-view setup. But the thing about it is they, you know, I feel personally between what happened Monday and what happened tonight, I don't think they did either. I don't think they did anything. Uh, I mean, with, with, the, with the exception of, of course, I'm hopefully, like I said, this this Rusev, Lana, and Lashley thing gets over with after Sunday. Yeah, they have been this Sunday. Yes, they got the end. And speaking, of, and speaking of Sunday, folks, real quick, sorry about that, Chad. Just to let everyone know, this Monday on Raw Radio, we will talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. We will have more discussion about the aftermath of TLC. We will also tell you, folks, believe it or not, what we think are the moments to watch out for in 2020. And then next Monday, the 23rd, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a little fun on Raw Radio with our next to last uh, show of 2019 out of the decade. We'll tell you what we're going to be doing for Christmas, what uh, Christmas means to all of us. But this week, folks, we're going to take a, take a look back at TLC 2019. We'll tell you what we think, however, will be the moments to watch out for in 2020, folks. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that 
3 p.m., John, myself, Fonzie, Chad, Gerard, Michelle, Ann, Rhonda, Jeff, JML, the rest of the gang will have a lot to discuss. One, three, seven, four, four pound plus your Monday night football predictions and some college football discussion, including the big game tomorrow, Army and Navy in Philadelphia. So don't you dare miss it this Monday. And plus, we'll have a tell you how the Iceman celebrated his 43rd birthday. Oh, yes. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, one, one quick thing is that thank you for reminding me. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I will mention, of course, uh, of course, with the Sunday being TLC, that's not the only thing that we will, of course, be celebrating here in WWS as, as, as he, as he, of course, the man just now mentioned. The Iceman has a birthday on Sunday, and I will go ahead and mention this in advance that, J.D., on behalf of everyone here at, w, at WWS, of course, whoever is, of course, um, and speaking on behalf of everybody here, we would like to, of course, wish you, of course, a very happy and safe birthday, of course, uh, and may you have, of course, many more, many more years to go, many more years to come. And Thank continue. you. And I also want to say happy birthday to a good friend of mine who I've talked about a few times before, uh, my friend Matt Aniseni, very good friend of mine. Uh, today is his birthday. We're like brothers in a way. We live about a half, 20 minutes, of, 25 minutes, almost half hour, 20 to 25, almost 30 minutes from each other in the North Hills and South Hills of the suburbs. He's in the south part of, Pitts, of the city of Pittsburgh. I'm in the northern, like in the suburbs, but He's 43 today, so I want to say happy birthday to him today. Also, believe it or not, one week from today will be a very bittersweet day, in a way. My uh, dad's last and final day, however, will be official, ladies and gentlemen. He will be retiring one week from today. So I want to congratulate him on that. Oh, yes, of course. We, we also want to say, we also will also say that here as well, there, ladies and gentlemen, here too, I'm sure, it was a truly fantastic career. Of of course JD's dad here of course and and regardless of whatever it is I mean like when you have a good tenure like that it is always worth celebrating uh, a look back and celebrating of course uh, every I think we're about six, I think he's been with UPMC now I think about six seven eight years but he's I mean he's made a lot of friends like I said I think they had their Christmas party today their Christmas party was today if I'm not seeing those since this Monday enough but uh, I know it's gonna start hitting by like Wednesday. Think next week, however, but uh, it's 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 crazy when you think about. It. I mean, here we are. I mean, like I said, today's Friday the thirteenth. You look at it. I mean, as of today, we're about eleven days away from Christmas Eve. We're less than two and a half weeks out from the end of the year and the decade. And then you start twenty twenty, a new year, a new decade. Things are changing, as they say. Certainly, I would definitely agree. So, of course, the 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 the, the I'll talk in a minute, folks. The yeah. the <laughs> family is going to have a, uh, a whole lot to celebrate, of course, even before Christmas, of course, with JT's birthday on Sunday, and of course, his dad retiring, of course, from his work after a good number of years, of course, conditions on all fronts, yeah. to, of course, his fine family, of course, straight up at Pittsburgh, of course, uh, where where they, where they don't realize that their son wears a thong. But other- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he also, okay, I'm, I won't go any further than that. Okay, yeah. that, that we've worn out that joke. Okay, yeah. Uh, anything, uh, anything else you wish to add, J.D., before we cut out for, for the week? <laughs> no, I hope everyone has a safe and wonderful weekend. How I mean, Christmas is soon going to be here, people. And like we said, I think Christmas, like we said, I'm hoping. I mean, I mean, it's not supposed to be bad this weekend. I'm hoping. So that's kind of good. 
But uh, right now, I think, I mean, like you said, I hope Sunday's show is good. But right now, I mean, after what we've seen the last couple of weeks and what we've seen pretty much really in the last little while, I mean, I just, I'm not holding my breath for Sunday. I'm really not. This is going to be another, pardon the pun, shit-ass show. It's going to be absolutely maybe another lame effort. I mean, they're trying to just absolutely do anything they can to save this show. I hope they can, but right now, I mean, going into the end of the year right now, I don't know how much longer they're going to continue to suffer with this. This is just continuing to be the same old garbage we've seen time and time and time again. Well, no, do you just the they're going to weigh in on the... Okay, and that too, by the way. <laughs> okay. No. Oh, Jesus. I'm looking at this video right now with Punk and Renee Young when Corbin was on. I mean, he's wearing a freaking Hawaiian shirt out in a suit when he did this on Tuesday night backstage. Give me a freaking break. On that note here, folks, I do want to thank everyone for joining us here for episode 767 of Revolution. And also, I want to thank everyone for joining us here this week. As of course, it's been a real big time week here, of course, here in in the in the WWS Radio Network. Of course, the Iceman Jerry DiGiromo, of course, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, of course, Danny Mo Park, the Rouse Lincoln Neil Patel, among others. Of course, this week, join us on what was some monumental shows here this week. And ladies and gentlemen, the hits will keep right on coming here, of course, next week. Uh, but be sure to join us tomorrow, even at six o'clock. For our edition of Power Hour, as we review everything that took place here in the radio network this week, plus also tomorrow's wrestling uh, history and birthdays, and some wrestling news tidbits, of course, will be uh, on the table. So be sure to join us for Power Hour tomorrow evening at six o'clock. One four one three six four pound, of course, right here on Talk Shoot, and Sunday morning at eight a.m., ladies and gentlemen. Do not forget our, our, of course, our weekly morning show, WWS This Morning. As I will be, of course, talking about uh, Sunday's wrestling history and birthdays. Also, some wrestling news tidbits, and also a brief glimpse as to what might take place this coming Sunday at TLC. <clears throat> and also, speaking of Sunday, Sunday evening at five o'clock, don't forget the special edition of Revolution, our live video feed from WWS News Channel. As we, of course, will be uh, throwing out the predictions here, as far as, of course, what everyone has predicted, of course, for. Uh, TL, for TLC, of course, as part of our prediction title challenge. And also, I'll be leaving my own thoughts and opinions as to what will take place, of course, here, uh, this, uh, what will take place this Sunday. come up this week, including the following, however, it will be uh, Nail's team, however, taking on, if we can just find it here, just uh, a second ago, da, 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 da. sorry about that, folks. Tampa Bay taking on Detroit, in Detroit. Seattle will be playing at Carolina this week. Philadelphia plays Washington, and my boys will be playing Sunday night against Buffalo on Sunday night football. Mm, sounds good there. Thank you very much, JD. And don't forget to, like I said, check out our prediction show this Sunday evening at 5 o'clock, 138055-pound. Of course, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Let's go ahead and also go throw out a couple quick plugs before we end it here for the night. Do not forget to check out, of course, Perpetual Uniquity on eBay, ebay.com forward slash str forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. That is internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Uh, do not forget, of course, all the great items still for sale. Of course, everything from video games for the PS3, PS4, 
Xbox 360 and PSP, who of course, like I said, uh, some uh, some some great DVD titles, of course, still of course for sale. To of course, everything like classic Hot Wheels cars, to Kiss, another piece of the rock and roll memorabilia, books and other knickknacks, and of course, men's, women's, and children's clothing. Be sure to check it out today here at Perpetual Uniquity on eBay. And also, do not forget that uh, Bulldog DVD sells a variety, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sells variety. Where, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have, of course, uh, 18 more days, ladies and gentlemen, of course, for you to pick up on this uh, great special that we still have going on. Every single uh, DVD and Blu-ray posted on the page, regardless of single or multiple disc sets, are worth $1, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Every single one is worth $1. And, of course, these are all, these are truly, these are the, the authentic DVDs, of course, in their respective cases, of course. Not a single problem with each DVD personally inspected by yours truly, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Of course, like I said, <clears throat> uh, we got, of course, uh, every single genre from music, sports, to wrestling, to, of course, all your different seasons of different TV shows, to, of course, uh, uh, DVDs, of course, from action adventure, to drama, to comedy, to horror, the children's and animated movies, to uh, science, westerns. Everything under the sun, ladies and gentlemen, DVDs and Blu-rays titles. And ladies and gentlemen, there will be, of course, a, a big list popping up here, of course, this weekend, where in which, of course, like I said, we'll have different, we'll have, normally I do this in lists of 10, but there'll be more than 10 titles on this uh, this upcoming list. So definitely be sure to check this list out and, and check all our other, all of our other lists there as well. But check out this one here, as you might see, you might see something in there that you might be might might, uh, might want to take a gander at and might want to consider. So definitely check this out here today. And of course, that's the Iceman Jerry DiGiromo, as well as of course Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler. Of course, two of our big time shoppers here, of course, at Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety. Of course, they can both tell you, of course, all the DVDs. Of course, like I said, big time shape, nothing wrong, not a single flaw, not a single problem here. 28 DVDs sold so far, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we still have plenty more, of course, to go through. And also, don't forget our our special, of course, the four-disc set of movies starring the one and the only Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm talking about The Running Man, Predator, Commando, and Total Recall here, folks. Of course, the four-disc set is worth $3. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the four-disc set is worth $3. Be sure to check that out here today. Of course, they have Bulldog DVD sales and variety. Where, of course, like I said, our slogan is we take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Be sure to check it out here today, ladies and gentlemen, 18 more days until that big special, of course, comes to a big end. So you might want to take advantage of it before, of course, it fades away. So come look at it, everything we've got here today on that. <clears throat> and like I said, like, like we said, the Revolution episode 767 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here. Hey, guys, ready to go. Thank you there. Uh, this is, is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. And we don't hear from you, of course, on Friday or Sunday. I mean, I mean tomorrow or Sunday. Uh, enjoy TLC, of course. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. On, on, on the matches and everything. Of course, we'll be also posting an online poll on Facebook here, of course, after TLC takes place to get your thoughts and opinions of what you thought the best match was. 
And there'll be a lot of things to talk about here, of course, next week about TLC. Of course, uh, of course, uh, starting with Raw Radio, of course, on Monday. So we'll definitely have a lot to talk about here there. So, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> before we get to the closing theme, I will say since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, <clears throat> and everything in between, this is the WCWS Radio Network. And now here's the Iceman with tonight's closing theme. And no, tonight, Howard, I can honestly say for one night, we're not going to have Folgers uh, close us out, Howard, although we wanted to. <laughs> tonight, this is even better.
gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us this week. This has been the WWS Radio Network. Have a good weekend. We'll talk at you here during the weekend and next week. Take care and God bless. <laughs> it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.